The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary Preston and Kisa Amaro, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. Welcome back, friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, certified health coach, and I work with women to help them get control of their food cravings without deprivation or complicated meal plans. Yeah, and I'm Mary Preston, a licensed marriage and family therapist, a life coach, and the founder of the Goodbye Burnout for Healthcare Professionals program. So if you're a healthcare professional, you should definitely jump into the Saying Goodbye to Burnout Facebook group. Lots of folks in there giving a lot of good support to each other. The link is in the show notes or just do a search on Facebook for the info. And of course, if you have questions about any of our programs, the podcast, anything about health and wellness, come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group, or just come find us on social media. I am always active on Facebook. And join me for my five-day challenge each month where we cover a topic or issue that will help you lose your cravings. It's free to join. Uh, Just head over to um, Facebook and you can either search for Lose Your Cravings um, and join the group. All right. And on to our topic of the day, which is talking about looking to the future and letting go of the past. Yeah. In this episode, we will talk about really looking to the future to set goals and not letting your past dictate your future. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. So let's get to it. Um, More often than not, we let our past dictate what we will become. So we tend to take past experiences like failures or successes, happy or sad, whatever it may be, to guide our beliefs on what we're really capable of and kind of what to expect of ourselves. And, you know, if we've been on every diet in the past and have not had any sustained success from them, we believe that we're not capable of losing weight permanently. Right. We just believe it's not, it's not possible. Right. And if we start a workout program in January, like every January, start a new workout program. And by February, we are back to our old habits of not making it to the gym or class or getting out for a walk, then we feel that we've failed and that we just don't know how to make a routine stick or that working out is too hard for us. And we really use our past as evidence of what we are capable of, um, you know, of what we expect of ourselves and what we really strive to do. And there was a time when I thought I would always be starving, you know, in order to be the weight that I wanted to be. I thought I was going to have to count calories for the rest of my life and restrict fat because if I just ate whatever I wanted, I would binge and gain weight and be fat. And at that time, like that was a bad thing, right? You know, I thought I was going to have to really battle food for the rest of my life um, because this is what I had always done. I had always, you know, struggled with kind of yo-yo dieting. And 
I had been on really like some sort of diet for a majority of my life and had yo-yoed so many times. And it wasn't until I really let go of my beliefs about food and dieting and my weight that I was able to look to the future and see another way to eat and to live and to really look at my body. And when I let go of my yo-yo dieting past, I was really able to see that I could maintain a healthy weight without depriving myself of my favorite foods for the rest of my life. <laughs> it, it was like difficult at first, but you know, it's like, you, cause you've like believed this past so much and this ha happened over and over and over. Right. And I really learned how to eat foods that I loved in balance with vegetables and whole foods. And I even learned to really love vegetables as well. And I had to let go of my past ideas in order to create the future that I'm living now. I had no evidence that I could do it. I just believed that there had to be another way. I did my research, you know, I worked with a coach and I'm in a place that I didn't think was really ever possible when it came to my eating habits, my relationship with food and how I view my body. And really when we cling to our path to guide our future, we will basically repeat the past, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we don't have to use our past to create our future. Absolutely. We can, we can let go of the past and create whatever we want our future to be. And, you know, we can change our thinking and feelings about our past failures and not let that evidence of failure guide our future. And we're really capable of creating things and doing things that we haven't done before that like we've never done before. And we, um, Mary shared some amazing information in our last podcast about imagination and really like allowing ourselves to imagine like what our life could be, be like, and just really letting um, that imagination kind of like guide you and just see the possibilities. Um, so when I decided to run a marathon, <laughs> I, for some reason, had a really deep desire to run one. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but it was a goal that I had. It was something that I had always wanted to do. And I had never run a marathon before. And I had no clue how I was going to run 26.2 miles at one time. Like, it kind of seemed impossible. Um, but instead of saying, you know, like, I've never done that before. I won't be able to do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to run a marathon no matter what. So I let go of my past, you know, the fact that I had not run more than probably four miles at a time and that I was not a strong runner. Like that was not like my strong point. You know, I have short legs and probably have to take twice as many strides as like a professional marathon runner. So <laughs> I was okay with that. You know, it, I didn't let that deter me. Oh, this is such a good example. I can't like how many people think I could never, I could never run a marathon and just never do. And you decided right. you were going to. Yeah. I was just like, I don't I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I made a plan. 
I knew that I was going to need some support. I found a running group that was training specifically for the marathon I was running. Um, and they were also running the same pace as me, which was important. Good call. Because I didn't want to be with a group of people who are like really good runners. Like they've done this over and over again. Um, I wanted some, you know, people who were at like the same pace as me. And I made a commitment to run three times a week two shorter runs, one long run with my training group. And I showed up. I ran, I took care of my body. You know, I went to bed early when I had to get up early to run. So that would have the energy to run. You know, I ate healthy foods that gave me energy during my long runs. And I brought snacks to eat during my long runs. And though I had not done this before, I had a plan and I showed up. And by the day of the marathon, I still didn't know how I was going to run it, <laughs> but I put one foot in front of the other, you know, I filled my body, I hydrated, I vaseline up and <laughs> I finished the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I also had a really amazing support group. I called my pit crew. Um, I really <laughs> would highly recommend it if you run a marathon to have a pit crew. Yeah, we were pretty amazing. Yeah, you were. There were, there, were, there were boas. There were boas. I remember that. Um, and I was so excited, in fact, that I signed up for the next year's marathon just a few days later when I was still feeling like the high of completing the marathon, um, which I don't necessarily recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Felt really good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's, I just want to throw out that idea of like, you can create whatever you want, whether mm -hmm. you've done it in the past or not, whether you've done, tried it and failed at it, try another way, you know, like if I just like quit, you know, I think of like all the diets that I've tried and like, quote unquote, failed on. Um, and if I just kind of like let that guide me then I would still be in that same place. Mm -hmm. I would still be struggling with that kind of like diet mindset, the yo-yo dieting, the restricting. But I opened myself up to like, there has to be a better way. There has to be like, there's people out there who eat normally. You know, there's people who like listen to their body to eat versus listening to other people tell them what to eat. So like, I knew, I knew there had to be another way. And so like that curiosity and that just kind of like open-mindedness, so to speak, like you definitely have to have an open mind. Um, you know, it led me to just like looking into like researching, you know, um, getting a coach, like those types of things. Um, yeah. And yes, I know people have had traumatic experiences in the past and I'm not saying to ignore them and move on from those. And if you have had traumatic experiences that you're struggling with, I highly recommend that you get support and help, you know, like see a therapist or a counselor to help you process these experiences. Um, because it is important to correctly, you know, process them to help you move on. Um, but remember, I just want you to know that your past does not define you, who you are today. Like whatever happened in the past is in the past and it does not have to 
define who you are today and who you become. I love that. I think, you know, one of the things that, that you bring up is like, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that what's holding us back sometimes Mm-hmm. is our experiences in the past, even just acknowledging that that's right, that the reason I believe I can't do it, or that it won't work is because I have experience in the past where it didn't, and I'm hanging on to that. I think that's really, yeah. really powerful. Yeah. We have to be willing to let it go. Yeah. And I, of course, always recommend a therapist, but I think the important part is like knowing like acknowledging that, that, that that's a thing, right? Because how many things have we done, Kisa? I think one of the things I love about Kisa is that we both have this, like, I don't know, like what's possible, right? Like mm-hmm. how doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. We're like, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll work. <laughs> could, could be possible. I don't know, right? But let me, let me not use my past to dictate whether or not I could change careers, move somewhere else, right? Like make big changes or small changes, right? Like I still believe that I'm going to get a handstand. This is happening. You've been working on this for a very long time and I'm not letting the past (laughs) dictate (laughs) the fact that I will by the time I am 50. How old am I? I think I'm 40 now. 40, Mary. We'll definitely be able to do a handstand. 10 more years. You can do it. 10 more years. Weren't you just talking about like looking to the future and imagining in our last podcast? Yeah. And I keep yeah. learning new things and figuring it out and it is never going off my list. It's happening. Perfect. I love it, Mary. <laughs> yeah. So how do we do that? Kisa? So yeah. How do we let go of the past and look to the future to set our goals? Um, so I'm just going to go through five, my five tips to help you um, look to the future to create your goals. And the first one Actually, the precursor would really, I really recommend going to the previous episode, 74, um, about imagination. I think that would just kind of help open the door and just set the foundation for um, really looking to the future. Um, So the first one is to journal about what um, you want for your future. So like future dreams, dreams. and go big, you know, really don't be scared to write down your wildest dreams. What do you want um, this next year to look like for you? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to repair a relationship? Do you want to learn to meditate? Do you want to do a handstand? You know, I do. write down what you want. <laughs> um, and then write down your goals and review them every day. So write down your goal and why you want to achieve this goal and review it. I would even say daily, if not just weekly, you know, just like keeping it in your mind. And this will help keep your goal, you know, in the forefront of your mind and really why the why will help create that motivation for your goal. I love that. I got to do that more often. Mm -hmm. I know. Sometimes like we write down these goals and then we forget about them. And then we open our journal and we look back and they're like, Oh, remember I had that goal. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah. Right. I'm going to commit. I'm committing. I'm going to look at my goals. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, let me see. Yeah. Tip number three or step number three, I guess, um, outline and plan your goal. So write down all of the steps you're going to take to reach your goal. And I mean like all of them. 
So really be very specific. And, um, and one of my goals this year is to, cause like the gym that I was going to is not opening back up. And so I just kind of have to move on from that hope. It's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. But I'm kind of like into not really having to go to a gym. And I don't know if I'm really comfortable at this point. So my goal is to really create a consistent at home workout routine where I'm working out five days a week. Um, And so like, I went through this process of, you know, like writing literally everything down that I need to do as far as like researching, like, what do I want to, like, what kind of movement do I want to do? What kind of workouts do I want to do? Where can I find this, like these online? Like, are there online instructors um, like YouTube that I can use? Um, And just really writing down literally every single thing that you have to do for your goal. Yeah. And then Um, I like, hold on. This is nothing to do with what you just said, except that, uh, come work out with me in a street parking. Everyone Kisa's not joining me, but (laughs) I just, I want a community. Come join me and then come find me street parking. Okay. Little plug, little plug. I don't, we don't advertise, advertise for them, but I love them. So yeah. Yeah. We love them. It's a great, uh, resource and community. (laughs) Um, and then I like to work backwards. So as a teacher, we would always do this too. It's like, what do you want your, your end goal to be your end outcome? And then what steps do you need to take and work backwards of like, you know, like when do you need to get um, each step done in order to create your, your end result? Um, and then put it in your calendar. I find that this is definitely helpful because then I don't forget because like I might create a plan and then I'm like, Oh wait, I was supposed to look for online instructors and I forgot. So, (laughs) so I think like having like on your calendar and then looking at your calendar too, gotta look at it, but I'm, I'm already looking at my calendar a lot um, Mm -hmm. just for my work. So I like my calendar is kind of like my, I look at it daily. So if it's in my calendar, I'm going to do it. Excellent. Um, and then number four, this is a big one, is to ignore your brain's evidence to uh-huh. sway you away from your vision. Yeah. Ignore your brain. Your brain is going to want to stay in its old way of thinking. It likes to do easy things and thinking new thoughts is not easy. Um, thinking the same thoughts is easy. And so it's just going to want to go back to its like old way of thinking. And it's just your brain wanting to do the easiest thing possible. So your brain's going to protest, like know that that's coming. Like anytime you want to do something different from what you've done, um, or you want to change any kind of change, your brain is going to protest. It's going to say that you screw up every relationship. So don't even bother repairing this one or, you know, that you've never bought a house before. You don't know what you're doing. You don't have enough money. Um, or, you know, meditation is too hard. You have to sit still and, you know, not think about things. Let's just watch TV instead. So much easier. Right. So recognize that your brain is going to try and sway you to think your old thoughts 
and you know, that have really kept you stuck in kind of like that same routine or, um, just doing the same thing over and over again. And it's going to give you evidence that you can't do what your goal is. Um, and so what you can do is you can just tell us like, okay, that's what I used to think, but I don't think that anymore. Right. Like I used to think that, but mm-hmm. not, not, not anymore. You can recognize that that thought's there. Um, yeah. So don't listen to your brain. <laughs> yeah. Rarely. <laughs> Rarely should you listen to your brain in the moment. We'll say in the moment. How about that? In, in the moment. And that's usually when it happens when, you have to go put your shoes on to go work out. They're like, nah, sitting on the couch would be so much easier. Oh gosh. My garage is very cold. Kisa does not have this situation in Hawaii, but in Colorado, my garage where I work out is chilly and I always have a plan. And then it's so easy for my brain in the moment to be like, but we could just sit here with the dogs where it's nice and snuggly. I have to ignore it a lot. Yeah. Ignoring your brain, for that's yep. A, yep. A, um, a skill. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then my last tip for you, and you may want this to be the first thing you do, is to really rectify your past. So if you are struggling with a past experience and finding it difficult to look to the future to create goals, then I encourage you to look for professional support. You know, a therapist would be so helpful to really help you process the experience and to look to the future to create the life you really want. So, and even if it's like a conversation with a friend who's just going to sit there and listen, sometimes sometimes that's all you need. But if it's a really traumatic experience, I would suggest finding a therapist. Yeah. I love that. I think getting um, professional support, even if it's, you know, finding a coach who works you through to the future. I think a lot of times what I experience is we pick a goal and we run across a barrier so many times. Right. And so it's like having somebody to recognize like, Hey, there's something from your past, probably keeping you from moving forward Mm -hmm. is also really helpful. Right. So I think a therapist to look back at the past experiences and really unravel that what's going on, a coach, maybe to help you move forward, you know, kind of, but I think either way, accountability and having somebody objectively help you think through it, because what we do otherwise is we just think we're lazy or stupid or incompetent. Yeah, definitely. We which is why, ourselves. yeah, which is why having like a therapist, a coach, a pastor, a good friend, a, somebody who loves you, who's like, hey, there's a reason you haven't run the marathon yet. There's a reason you haven't done the handstand yet. Like what's keeping you from, from getting that done? It's not because you're lazy or stupid or incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kisa. I love that. That's it. Easy yeah. as pie. Easy, Easy as, as pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, but I think it's so worth it, right? Especially because at some point, and this this is, I think, thinking back to what we were talking about. At some point, I've gathered evidence that it doesn't matter what my past tells me, right? And so mm-hmm. my past shows me that I can try new things and be successful, even though I've never done them before. Mm -hmm. Because I was willing in the beginning to let go of my past that was telling me that I was going to be unsuccessful. Now I have evidence to show me I can do anything, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why I was like, I'll do macrame and then made a really cool project. Cause like, Ah. I was like, why not? 
I love that. Mary. Who says I can't do it? Yeah. And that is, that is so true. It's like, once you kind of like cross that threshold almost of like mm-hmm. creating new things, then you have evidence. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I did run that marathon. I did make that macrame out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start oh. to like gather evidence like, Oh, there's a lot of things that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a person who can try new things and very potential, a lot of potential for success. Yeah, I love that. Well, all right, friends, that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for being awesome as always and listening in. Definitely tune into our next episode where we're going to talk about the different the difference between positive thinking versus faking it. Um, If you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group, and then definitely check out Kisa's website at www.kisaamaro.com. That's K-E-Y-S-A-A-M-A-R-O.com. Yeah, and if you know someone who you think would benefit from the information shared on our podcast, please share this episode with them. We want to extend our message to and support as many people as possible. And we need your help to get our message out. Yeah, yeah. So if you enjoy the show, we would love it if you would leave us an honest review on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, search for the podcast page, hit the tab for ratings and reviews, and click on write a review. That's it. Super helpful. Thanks, friends. Thank you. Bye. Bye.